0: My name is Boyd Varty. I think of myself as an artist of experience. My passion is to create transformational experiences for myself and others as a way to explore what it means to truly live. My central exploration is to live on what I would call the track of your life. To me, this is to live courageously towards the discovery of what you are called to and to what life asks of you. So much of how I live has been informed by my passion as an animal tracker. I'm following the trail of my own life and reporting back. This show is a daily broadcast from a tree house on the Londolozi game reserve in the wild eastern part of South Africa. Londolozi is a 14,000 hectare wilderness reserve adjacent to the Kruger National Park. The land is home to lion, leopard, rhino, elephant and buffalo as well as a variety of other animals. I am your host, Boyd Varty. My goal is to spend 40 days and 40 nights alone in the wilderness to explore the archetype of the mystic in nature and hone my skills as a tracker. These are my daily stories. Day 17. On the trail of the wild man. Journal entry. A sighting of a porcupine just after dark in the torchlight a creature with tremendous confidence in himself. I've seen his tracks every day on the entry road, so to see him in person had a wonderful feeling of meeting someone who you've been hearing about for a while. There is also a young kudu that I have seen that is moving between the upper thickets and the river's edge. Gangly, huge ears, brings to mind images of gawky teenagers. But to look at this creature in late afternoon light is to see a certain freshness of life. Yesterday I walked out onto the clearings at sunset. I find my way to a little elevation and turn my eyes to the west. Something about the horizon helps me. In the camp I have a strange sadness that comes on me at dusk but passes as night arrives. The trees all around feel too tight and it seems to amplify aloneness. But on the hill there is the most ancient hope of of a horizon. Ten giraffes fed in the clearing below as birds found their roosts. The scene was so soft and with the graceful movements of the giraffe it was as if the world was in slow motion. At dusk a hyena slunk past looking guilty. I keep thinking about how easy it is to be a man here. Hidden in every activity is the unseen energy of masculinity, yet all held by the feminine abundance of nature. It's like the wild is integrating these two polarities inside of me without any effort. In a day of tracking and fire-making, provisioning, fixing, exploring, making safe, alertness, you're not left wondering about being a man. In fact, you find your masculinity expanding into stillness, deep care of the place, a sense of unspoken stewardship between you and nature. Animals talk with body language. The flick of a lion's tail, the tilt of an elephant's head, convey mood and a sense and feeling. To be a good tracker, one must be attuned to this kind of energetic language of feeling. Sensitivity here is wildness. To be embraced, not feared. At the same time, sensitivity won't take you all the way. In the face of danger, for example, a lion charge or a moody young elephant bull testing if he can chase you, you will need your access to raw courage. You will need your aggression to stand your ground. You don't have to think about the masculine out here, it just is. I guess that's why nature has always been the natural grounds to get on the tracks of the wild man. Back in my other life, running ceremonial groups with my teacher, I heard the question so often, what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a man? It was often a question, in my opinion, that seemed to be asked out of a profound sense that there was something that had not been attained. Or deeper still, sometimes it was asked out of a deep sense of, is this it? It's a very natural question in a society with no wildness, ceremony, or initiation. It's definitely a question you want to ask if you have a son. My teacher would always say that that question is only asked in modern culture, where all our definitions come from the outside of us. It's the way of our culture, to attain from the outside. We seek images and ideals we can inhabit. Society makes us, but... What does it make if society is flawed? I have flashes of those images from different times in my life, small masculine evolutions, right down to that first He-Man toy I had, this image of intense physicality and power, into the young psyche via a toy, the years during which your father may as well have been a god, good or bad. For me, An image of the single-minded freedom of my uncle. The beautiful girls who make you feel yourself for the first time, deeply in your own gender. Those first fights where you find yourself slinking away from violence, and then that day you realize you're not scared, but rather you want it. The fear and exhilaration of a young warrior making contact on a rugby field. Failure. An idealized eye to being successful beyond description, like that will solve everything. For many, it's marriage, children. Providing in our culture seems to be the pillar of being a man in modern times sacrifice, faith, responsibility. What I've always wondered is why so many men I speak to who have attained all of the above are still asking the question. Clearly, these structures will take you to a foundation. There can be no denying that. But they will not take you all the way to yourself without a relationship to your interior life. And I mean fully alive, fully expressed. And it seems that in some ways the domestication of the masculine spirit is an oppression that then breeds oppression. Men in many quadrants are trying to remake being men because life doesn't do it anymore like it does out here. To me... The remaking of men or the awakening of the wild man can't happen without a capacity for making i realize i'm not looking to images but rather to people these are my tracks people who have relationships with becoming i have two artist friends who i deeply admire simon bannister and emily lamb true artists in them i have seen a ferocity of commitment to not only their art, but also to the courage to be and become and live as artists. Few people have the faith to roll the dice like that. It's like a certain kind of wildness is inbuilt into the courage to follow that artistic calling. Their way is not the way of a list of objectives and outcomes, goals and a dashboard to monitor that performance. No, it can't be that way. Because as artists, they are bringing the as-yet-unimagined into form, including themselves. They first have to imagine the goal before they can set it, refine it, make it, and then become orientated towards iterating it. To me, that's an amazing idea, to not only set goals, but to have to imagine something totally new and then make it your goal. The intensity they bring is not easily recognized in an ever more defined and parametered world. I once saw Simon stare at a wall for a whole day. To the uninformed eye, you would see a paint-strewn artist chilling on the floor, but few people understand the discipline it took to sit still, waiting for what wanted to come through to arrive. To imagine with intention is a lost art form. They are making the space and allowing the days and weeks and discomfort that come with the conversational nature of letting something truly original and new come through you. They work with attention, process, trying and trying again, failing better as you discover your own process, refining. I I literally watched Simon iterate for years, from sketches to melted plastic to bronze, working with untold discipline, financial pressure, and no sense of what he was trying to do, but doing it until he did. Emily had to have romances with wild places, Luangwa Valley, Mauna Pools, Lonolosi. She had to learn how to give her soul away and live without it, until her art gave it back to her in huge, wild, genius oil paintings of wilderness. Now, after years of sitting in that, their work stands alone in its power. The reason I'm interested in this is because this type of creation is between you and the spirit of that making. It's a collaboration between you and something beyond you. I understand in life that there are many ways to go, but for me, right now in the realms of awakening the wild man whilst in this tree, the way of the artist, the ability to go inward to the as yet undefined and outward to the spirit of life and alchemize in some ways those two currents, is the closest thing to a map I've seen. The wild man is finding a voice out here in solitude, with disciplined attention, with the quietitude to be honest, with my own pain and gifts. Here I can accept myself including what is brilliant and fractured. And for a while it's simply not about anyone else. Yet none of this makes sense if it's only for me. I don't want to remake the world, I want to remake myself inside of it. Ultimately, the wild man is going to have to become a generative process. One must build a relational field that supports you. Actually imagine what you want. Go beyond models that are offered to take up the mantle to create and play. I mean work that inspires you, people who grow you, service that asks for more, f- more of you, Life beyond logistics that enlivens you, and I don't believe this is idealism, because it's a huge challenge, a worthy challenge. The men I most admire have built their lives; they made them up. They they literally have jobs they made up, and they're successful. How do we awaken the wild man? I guess we start asking for him. We start paying attention. We find out where we're lying. We ask ourselves what we're longing for. We learn to grieve and feel, find out what we care about, and the hills we're actually willing to die on for those things. Maybe learn to dance, find a worthy challenge, give up needing to know, but stay in it. Make the frickin' map for yourself, for others, for your kids, for the world. The wild man is an evolving exploration and process. It's a uniqueness trying to come through. Ultimately the question what does it mean to be a man is probably the wrong question what does it mean to be myself is closer to me this is modern day activism down it down in the roots of living i will leave you with my father he is at this time in my life one of my closest friends you know that old adage my father doesn't get me mine is the opposite Sometimes I think he might be the only person who gets me. Growing up my father was all go. His father had died when he was 15 and to stay ahead of that devastation he got busy. He created things from nothing. He was a world builder. His capacity to create was phenomenal but when he slowed down that grief would start to knock. So he just never slowed down. Because he never slowed down he could never actually let the joy of what he had created in. I speak from my own perception. Being, her, being around him was to be in a cult of activity without feeling. Passion and drive were the two feelings that were allowed, but that was it. Sometimes around him I found myself unconsciously being stubbornly passive to try break through to him. Some ten years ago my father came to a ceremony with me. He slowed down enough that the teenage grief would finally arrive. With that grief, it was like a sheet of ice gave way to a current of love somewhere in his chest. Intensity came into balance with stillness. His identity and role as a man gave way to presence. That's the arrival of the wild man. The pain as a door to more life. And I got to be with him completely. And he got to be with me, not just in proximity, but in heart. And you can scrap wild man and make it wild woman or wild one or anything you like. This is about an awakening of imagination in your own life. This is about freedom from wherever you are to begin. Why not? Find your own way with it. You're already in your great adventure. What do I know? I'm in a tree. Why not? Pure joy. That's worth. Working for. 4-0, out. This has been another episode of the Track Your Life podcast with Boyd Varty. Follow us on Instagram at Boyd underscore Vaarty, Twitter at Boyd Varty, visit Boyd's website at boydvarti.com or subscribe to this podcast in your favourite podcast player. Please rate and review this podcast so that more people can find and enjoy it.